0: welcome to bpb knows today bpb knows trusts our expert is jeff mutnick a director in our tax services practice and advisor to high net worth individuals and families so jeff start us at the beginning who needs a trust
1: most american families will have slash need a trust at some point during their lives there are asset protection features there are trusts created when somebody passes away and you want those assets to remain in the family as opposed to having the unfettered ability to disperse them out and sell them keep family stock together there are thousands of reasons why a trusts make sense for each individual family but it's a good thing to have a trust because you're keeping your most valuable assets safe from potential abuse The abuse could be by a beneficiary who squanders it. It could be by a family member or a friend of said beneficiary who would otherwise squander it. There are innumerable ways to protect the assets that somebody's worked so hard to create and or achieve that you just don't want to leave it by chance. To go into the old phrase that Americans use of shirt tails to shirt tails in three generations, where somebody makes money for the family, somebody lives off money for the family, and then the third one dissipates it, and we start all over again. Trusts have had the ability to keep that money working for the family long after the people who have made the money are no longer available. That's a good thing. Professional management can be used in order to manage a trust, or if someone's suitable, to be the trustee, they can manage it themselves. Trusts can be self-settled. I can settle a trust for myself. I can settle a trust for my wife, for my children, for my grandchildren. I can settle a trust any way I want. I can almost write virtually any clause into a trust, but there are many, many standard features to a trust that you would want to adhere to depending on the venue, i.e. which state you decide to for that trust. You can have a trust that lasts a number of years, a term, somebody's lifetime, or potentially hundreds of years, or in perpetuity. How do you decide
0: what kind of trust a person or a family needs?
1: That's the interaction that the people who are advising must have with the people who are settling the trust or creating the trust. What are the goals of that person? What do they foresee for their family? Who do they want to benefit? Do they want to benefit a charity? Many, many, many trusts are created for the benefit of charities so that that money can live for a long time, helping the people that it's designed, or maybe not people, maybe they're animals, maybe they're parks, whatever is that individual's soul desire can be transferred into that trust so that it can create a legacy that otherwise would not be
0: there. Are, are they difficult to put together? These are legal documents, I assume.
1: These are legal documents, and they should be drafted by attorneys. The few times I've seen somebody try to draft their own trusts, they actually do not meet qualification of the IRS standards for what the goals were defined to be. Attorneys serve a fantastic purpose here. They're well-versed in the area. They know which clauses need to go into the trust based on what the goals and the parameters were set. They actually can guide and ask appropriate questions. Financial planners, CPAs. People who are knowledgeable, it doesn't have to be an attorney, but someone who's knowledgeable in this area can really help hone the vast wideness of what you can do with a trust down to how do you want to use this trust? What are the goals? What are the terms? Who are the beneficiaries? And in today's society where, let's just say the mother, father, son, daughter, typical American lifestyle home, it, it still exists, but- more likely, there's a blended family of, I have children from another marriage. My spouse has children from another marriage. I am inheriting something from my ancestors that I want to keep in my bloodlines. and So does my spouse. We can set things up so that they don't go awry. You can have children that are unintended outside of wedlock. And create trusts for their benefits as well, so that they 're not disinherited, or you can include them in the family trusts i 've seen everything happen under the sun.
0: so are there tax benefits to having a trust as well?
1: There could be may, many tax benefits to a trust, but the reality is that 's not the design of it. A trust will reach the highest tax bracket at extremely low levels of income. Congress has designed the tax system to not proliferate the trust. Retaining its income, but to distribute the income out to beneficiaries, get the money into the public domain, have every dollar turn into an economic source for a merchant who's going to sell something for that dollar and use that dollar to buy more goods and services. And that's how the economy continues to grow. When a trust retains its income, it's going to pay tax on that income. Again, you're at about $13,000 of taxable income. You're at the highest bracket of 37 federal tax. You may also have state tax, depending on where you're settling the trust and some other parameters, as opposed to a married individual won't reach that till well over $600,000 of taxable income. So there is some gamesmanship that can be used to minimize tax. Using trust by making appropriate distributions throughout the year or even possibly early into the next year. But the reality is, trusts aren't a tax and income tax savings. However, trusts can be used very efficiently in the estate tax. By creating trusts during your life, you can remove assets at today's value by putting them into those trusts and let all the future appreciation escape your estate, escape your heir's estates escape their heirs' estates. That's probably the biggest wealth builder of them all in terms of generation to generation wealth transfer, not being taxed on the estate assets generation after generation, which it was designed to do, that every generation should pay estate tax. But by using up exemptions today, we can transfer assets into trust and We will avoid those assets from being included back in at their future value. Easy example, (laughs) Apple stock I owned 25 years ago was worth nothing. If I put it in a trust, I used up $1,000 of my exemption, and that literally may be worth $100 million today. Mm -hmm. That $100 million is in the trust, and it's not in my estate. I may be able to live, me or my family may be able to live off of those assets, but it's not in my estate. Had I kept it, I would have something that would be a very large estate tax right now. 40% of that $100 million would be $40 million of tax to pay upon my untimely passing.
0: So is a trust a, a one-time thing? Do you just create one and set it and forget it and you don't have to worry about it anymore?
1: Under most circumstances, once a trust is crafted and signed and funded, it will stand the test of time. However, there are ways to mitigate factors that happen in the future where the family moves from a high-tax state to a low-tax state. We no longer have any connection to that particular state. The trustee, the beneficiaries, nobody is living in that high-tax state. Why should we continue to have to pay tax to that high-tax state? We can decant one trust into another trust, as long as most of the parameters from trust A to trust B are similar. It's a legal situation. We get an attorney involved to draft the appropriate documents, and it happens quite frequently. I wouldn't say it's common yet, But it is something that people do think about on an often basis and at least advisors advise clients that that's an opportunity for them to change something that doesn't work anymore because it's 30 years later and the language that was written in 1990 doesn't work in 2020 anymore. We've evolved. Many, many, the world evolved, everything's evolved. trust language has evolved, and it's become a situation where it's becoming more common. It's not not common, but it's more common to decant the trust.
0: That's great. Thank you so much, Jeff, for explaining the the basics of trust to us. Um, It's complicated, as many of the things that we deal with, and it's made less complicated when you work with an advisor who really knows what he or she is doing and has a lot of experience. Of course, that describes many of the people that work here at our firm. So thank you to our listeners for joining us today. As always, if you have questions or topics that you would like for us to cover, you can contact us by email at bpbknows at bpbcpa.com. And we will see you next time.